People's Savings Bank, more than just a bank to Dyke New Hartford schools. Not only do they have great services such as bill pay, online banking, insurance services, and mobile connect, but they are also a big supporter of Dyke New Hartford schools. One way the community and bank work together is with the Wolverine Pride debit card from People's Savings Bank. The bank donates six cents for every swipe over ten dollars. It's that easy. Go shopping, swipe your PSB School Pride debit card, and support Dyke New Hartford Schools. Contact People's Savings Bank in Dyke for more information. Member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to our first true episode of DNH Loose Change. My name is Tad Brace and I'm joined by my host, Travis Kiewit. What's going on, Tad? Not a whole lot. I am so excited to be back in this tonight. What about you? What's new? Yeah, I'm excited to uh, get this going and kind of see where it goes. Uh, hopefully people are interested in what we're doing and uh, should be a good time. The feedback we got from our little intro we did, I f- I'm, I'm pretty happy with so far. Um, but let's not waste a whole lot of time talking about that. We've got an awesome show lined up for you tonight. Um, we've got Justin Stockdale coming on. We've got Scott Conley, Joanna Seymour, and Katie Slack. And they all have some pretty interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. It's uh, a nice uh, variety of topics that, that we're going to cover tonight. Everything from... Uh, learning what goes into a, a weather delay or a weather cancellation to um, National History Day to Lego League to um, band, see what that's going on. So Yeah, and this is just one example of uh, Travis and I wanted to bring you something that encompasses all of DNH, and every week we're going to have different topics, and this just happens to be what we're talking about week one. Yep, I agree, and uh, we'll get ready for those interviews. Right after this. Sounds good. All right, everybody, we're here with our first guest, Superintendent Justin Stockdale. Um, Justin, we're going to get started here right away, but before we do, how did you end up here at Dyke New Hartford? Well, gosh, we've lived here since uh, 2005, and uh, I guess I guess if you marry a gal that graduated from Dyke New Hartford, then um, you move to Dyke New Hartford. And then, uh, to be honest, uh, the affection for the school district kind of grew from there. And um, I don't know, it was probably around around 2010, 2012, somewhere in there. I just I thought, you know, it'd be really great to be able to lead lead this district and. Uh, Went back and shored up the coursework at Iowa State and uh, um, was lucky enough to be afforded the opportunity a few years ago, and uh, we haven't looked back since. So All right, it's I, been I, a great I ride. Fo- I got to follow up with that. Did uh, you catch any flack? I mean, you moved from AP, right? Yeah. Did you catch any flack well, from we anybody? Tr- well, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> we, we really try to keep that on the down low, but uh, since it's out there now, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I do catch a lot of flack, but... Um, Quite honestly, once once uh, you're seeing it through the eyes of your kids, and uh, you know, I'm still very proud of where I came from. My parents still live back there, and and um, I guess the best message I have, and, and the takeaway is just, 
uh, you never forget where you came from, and you just take those hard work, the, the work ethic, and the, the uh, values that uh, were instilled in you back there. And now uh, I'd like to think that DNH is reaping the benefit from that. So roll blue. I'd, I'd have to agree with that, yeah, Tad. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. I, I, I think that's a pretty solid answer. All right, Justin, we got a couple topics here we'd like to uh, just cover with you. And, and again, we may have you on each week, so uh, we'll try to cover as many topics as we can. Uh, first one, obviously, is the uh, the COVID update, uh, how things are going. Uh, I know a lot of things are in place uh, here at DNH. You've worked very hard to to do, you know, to get it to where, you know, students will feel safe and, and good to go. Update on uh, kind of where we're at numbers-wise and just overall. Yeah. Well, what's COVID? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a virus. That's, it's yeah. pretty new. Gosh, who's heard of that? Yeah. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, we knew when we started this year, and, and quite frankly, clear black back to last spring, that the the uh, twenty twenty one school year was going to be a roller coaster ride, and um, we've had peaks and valleys in terms of positivity and and um, gosh, you know, staff that have had to to um, quarantine and and whatnot. But honestly, we're we're probably right now number wise um, in the best position we've been in since August. And uh, our county rates are at the lowest numbers, uh, num- lowest percentage they've been, gosh, since I can't think. We're actually, we were at 8% today. It was at 7 and it popped up to 8. I can't remember the last time. I saw that. As- you know, and even uh, Butler County and, and Blackhawk uh, hanging in there at 10. You know, that's really good. It'll be interesting to see what Blackhawk does now that UNI is back in session. Um, you know, there's just more people around. So uh, everybody's uh, – fa- I, can't, I can't thank our families enough, our students – and our staff, the perseverance that's been stem- demonstrated by, well, you guys, and there's a few other people here tonight that um, has just been um, off the charts. And quite frankly, you don't pull something like this off unless you have that buy-in and commitment from your team. Right. And uh, that's what's keeping us going right now. Yeah, so. the kids definitely bought in. I mean, we're pretty fortunate with where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right, so we've got the COVID update. Why don't we move on to the construction update, Justin? What do you got for for us here? Well, there's quite a bit cooking actually with uh, with construction, which is a, which is a really positive thing. So, three 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 years ago, um, the ship lands for us, and Justin's the superintendent. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm proud of this. But in 18 months, we were able to get the support from our community, and a bond was passed. And here in March, we're going to see it happening, and uh, that construction's already. Uh, plant it's um it's being planned for i think the start is going to be sometime late february march they'll start with uh this the safe room new wrestling room in new hartford and and the um kind of the dirt work and stuff that'll be out to the north of that building and that new driveway and roundabout by the new preschool that'll move back there um and that they'll uh if you can visualize the library they're going to add to that corner and that'll be uh increased um preschool uh, space and then um the gym here at the high school will be uh, fenced off, and that that'll be that work will start as well, uh, along with some of the work that um, needs to be done on the west side of the school for those classrooms and and building. And then from there, we've got some abatement to do this spring, um, before some of the internal work can get started. But it'll it'll be um, if we think that our our perseverance was challenged uh, with COVID, wait until <laughs> the next eighteen months, and we're having to move classrooms and shift around and but you know I just you don't know how badly this is needed until you're in the district you're in the buildings day in and day out I, space is at a premium right now and it's 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 needed yeah you're right and i'll think of this air conditioning like in oh. all seriousness remember last august we 
we had a whole week where we got out at 1 30. We don't have to worry about that anymore. And, uh, that's a huge inconvenience for families. It's not, it's just not good for kids. I mean, honestly, that first week is kind of shot. I mean, you, you do your best, but kids got sweat, wiping sweat off their brow, right? you know, by, by 10 in the morning. It's just not a real good learning environment. So we're really excited about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Sweet. Nice job there uh, with the construction update. Another thing that maybe is on your plate here recently is uh, the weather. <laughs> had a couple uh, within the last week. I had a couple uh, decisions to make. Um, can you give us just kind of, a, you know, a superintendent's eyes of, you know, what goes into that? Because, again, you're affecting a lot of people with this decision, and I'm mm-hmm. guessing it's not taken very lightly. Yeah, well, I got to be honest with you, the, the uh, toughest critics on these weather uh, decisions are the uh, three Stockdale boys at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, the uh, first decision a couple weeks ago, my uh, third grader, Isaac, um, met me at home that night and said, Dad, you need to use your brain when you're making these decisions. So <laughs> he was not happy with the, uh, with the uh, two-hour delay. He wanted school to be closed. But So here's, here's how this plays out. Um, on that day, for instance, I was up at 4 o'clock. There was a, a, a weather webinar sponsored by the National Weather Service at 4.30. Participated in that for about a half hour. Um, the nitty-gritty, snow had stopped. We weren't going to get the wind that they thought we were going to get. And um, the temperatures were supposed to get up in the mid-30s by kind of uh, early afternoon. So I went out and took a drive. We had a lot of snow, no drifting. Uh, T-55 is always our nightmare, right? And um, quite honestly, if we delayed or called school off every time just based on T-55, (laughs) oh man, it'd be, (laughs) I mean, Tad, you guys drive it every day. Yeah, that's a bus driver's nemesis right there. (laughs) It is. (laughs) And um, so at that point, uh, you know, we're going two hour delay. We're going to make a decision by seven o'clock. And I, I just feel like that's a good time for families because a lot of people are leaving for work or have left. The sooner I can make that decision for them, the better. And uh, that day, uh, a few districts decided to hang in there. I still think it was the right choice. I think when we drove home that night, the, the blacktops were dry. Right. Um, the difficult, I think what I want, want people to know though, is this isn't a decision that's made from my couch. I spent three and a half hours that morning, um, you know, before most were even up thinking about this. And and uh, that doesn't even include the days going into looking at weather forecasts. Like, I'm already looking ahead to this weekend. Right, right. And then also next Wednesday into Thursday. <laughs> you know, this isn't going to be fun. I'm just going to tell you that. So <laughs> <laughs> Start calling your snack junior, maybe. No kidding. Yeah. Well, no kidding. You don't get them all right, but, you, you know, you do your best to, to do what's best and safest and, and uh, still honor the fact we want to see our kids in school. So Absolutely. You know, you, know, you want to cut some teeth for these young kids. Uh, teaching them how to winter drive you just take them out on t55 right and they will have it down after the first or second go it's well i'd like to think that mr bennett hasn't really prepared well and <laughs> whatnot from that driver ed program so but no our kids are great and uh i just appreciate how everybody handles the decisions they're not easy so right it's one of those you're probably going to make a few people upset and other people are like yep you made the right choice so yeah. it is what it is and yeah, the thing I tell people to, th- to think about is, you know, if you're driving to work at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, think ahead to 9, 9.30 if it's a two-hour delay and what might conditions look like once product is down and the counties have hit those a couple right. times. And, and uh, likewise, extended forecast for the rest of the day. All that goes into this decision-making. But it's easy to get caught up in the holy cow effect of what, what, what it looks like at the moment you're on it. So. All right. All right, we're going to go ahead and get to our last question here uh, with Mr. Stockdale. If you had to word, this is our random question of the day. We're going to do this with every guest that we have. Um, so here we go. If you had to work but didn't need the money, so you're set, you don't need the money at all, what would you choose to do? 
I'd work. <laughs> Awkward pause. You ought to see, ought to <laughs> well, see these guys well, looking at me. What right would you now. choose? Like, to what, do? Would you what, do? what would okay, you? Okay, so I I answered the question, mm-hmm. and I said that I would be, I'd want to be on the grounds crew of a MLB <laughs> team, just out there in the sun, mowing lawns, smell the freshly cut grass. If if money wasn't an option, I don't even know what they get paid, but that's what I would want to do. Yeah, that's a pretty. If, if I could choose a job, I would definitely be a Walmart greeter. I think that's something that I would enjoy quite would a bit. Really? Oh yeah. no, I I think it's a uh, it's you know those guys when you walk in there, those older gentlemen, they're so nice. You just mm-hmm. you just got to say hi to them and enjoy your time. No, something. Well, with you base. might have a retirement job there. Well, you know, you don't don't count your chickens before they're hatched here. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with this, and it's it's not. I'm going to just preface this: not the most family centered um, answer. I'd love to be a D1 basketball official, and I've officiated a long time, and I actually haven't since I was superintendent. But and I've dipped in the sure. D3 level, just very briefly. But I would love the chance, yeah, to work at the D1 level. I think it'd be great. All That's right, awesome. anybody out there listening, if you can make that happen, it's. <laughs> Kind of like make a wish. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call. Right. <laughs> see what see how it goes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Send us a DM here, and we'll uh, definitely see if we can work this up. <laughs> All right, uh, Justin. We appreciate you coming in today. Uh, definitely. See you next week. Um, thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed your time on the DNH Loose Change Podcast. Later, fellas. We are here with our second interview of the night, Getting Social with Scott Conley. Scott Conley is our eighth grade uh, social studies teacher in the New Hartford building, and he's here to talk to us about the New Hartford History Day project. How are we all doing tonight? I'm doing absolutely doing terrific. Fantastic. How about you? You know, it keeps getting better every day. Yeah, and this is just right where you want to be. Amen. There you go. All right, Scott, uh, we're going to go ahead and start the interview here. Um, before we get rolling, give us a little background for yourself at Dyke New Hartford. Well, I'm uh, in my 11th year at Dyke New Hartford. I've taught uh, just about everything at the junior high. Um, started off uh, in fourth grade. I went to English, social studies. Now I'm a split between social studies and science. I did science full-time one year, too. Uh, technology modules, computer apps, a little bit of everything. How's that? Perfect. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, National History Day it comes up every single year. Every year, like clockwork. Yeah. What's uh, and I know I, I used to be at Hudson, and um, Mr. Wayne Haskovic over there was Mr. NHD as well. And I know that there's a kids put a lot of work and effort into it. Uh, give us a little history of of NHD. You know how it came about. You know why do why does Dyke New Hartford do it? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so actually, where my previous school, North Tama. Um, I actually got to work with one of the uh, creators of History Day in Iowa, Junior. Oh, wow! Ryan. So I, I came from a pretty good background there. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as long as I known um, DNH, they've been involved with or with uh, History Day. Um, I took it over when uh, Kathy Sunstead retired, um, and since then I've been running it uh, through the eighth grade only. I know other schools do it, a few other classes like grade levels, but we just do eighth grade. And then actually, quite a few of my students go to the high school and then kind of do an independent project slash they have a class now at the high school level that uh, 
one of the teachers, social studies teachers, teaches. And what, so, uh, so when it goes to the high school, is it 9-12 then? Yeah, I mean, then it's 9-12. Then it's so yep. they could do it every year they for can the do it four years, four years yeah, if, they, yeah. if they chose yep. to. And actually, um, just came today uh, in an email, Alana Corwin will be featured, or could be featured in uh, PBS, um, and it's a Days of Learning program. Okay. Um, one of her, her 10th grade um, documentary will be posted up for that. That's so. fantastic. I can't wait to check that out. You talked about uh, in junior high-wise, eighth graders are the ones that participate currently. Any rationale behind that? Just, um, I just, teach eighth grade. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I, just, I was just curious. I did, uh, like Ms. you said, some yep. junior high does it. But. Yep. Miss Cavalier is looking at possibly doing it. I'm okay. not sure if that will come down the pipe next year or the year after. Um, but right now it's kind of a good uh, bridge to high school in our opinion. So um, the eighth graders get a chance to do a fairly large project. They get to work on things like um, time management, uh, primary and secondary source differentiation, um, research skills, uh, and then creating a final product. So that's a good bridge for us as junior high teachers for everything sure. they can kind of learn there to take to the high school. You know, I've been a part of the History Day project in the past as well. I don't think people fully understand the amount of work that goes into this project, not only from the students' end, but from the teachers' end as well. These kids learn uh, an immense amount of skill uh, as they go through this project. You're talking about, like he said, primary and secondary sources. Uh, evaluating sources in general is is absolutely huge. Yeah, they uh, get a chance to do one of the different category types, which would be like exhibits, which right. would be like a trifold board, a documentary, which we do on uh, Apple, so an iMovie. Um, they could do a website, which is made through the History Day website builder. They can do a historical paper or a performance, and they get to work either as an individual or as a group. So there's a lot of autonomy there. Um, they also get to pick their topic uh, within a theme. Right. Um, this year's theme was communication and history. So it's, it's very uh, – it gets them interested and become an expert in an area they're interested in. Right. And you talked about, so they get to choose uh, who they work with, or is that something where you Yeah, you absolutely. Kinda, so we kind of uh, help them out sometimes with uh, deciding if they should be in a group or individual, right. and then whether they will work well with each other or not. Um, it's a long project. I've told them numerous <laughs> times, sometimes you lose friends over this project just because <laughs> if somebody pulls their weight and somebody doesn't, right. it makes it really tough. And what's... Um, What's the most popular category or a couple of categories that, that students choose? Because I'm sure some are a little bit tougher than others as far as, you know, making things work. And Absolutely. I'd say the exhibit's probably the most uh, populated one. That's okay. everywhere, even at the district uh, um, competition. Um, the least one is probably performance, but the ones that do do it do a very nice job. Okay. Um, right. It's a little more difficult because you memorize lines and things like that, but it's always well done. Yeah, i got to tip my cap to the to the students who do the uh, performance because that is a tough one. I mean, they, they really have to go in, all in on that. Yep. Hmm. This year's a little different, too. They're doing everything digitally um, for districts and state and actually nationals. So um, we won't get to take a trip to Des Moines or to Cedar Falls or possibly D.C. this year because of uh, the COVID restrictions and things like that. So we actually submitted our district uh, – projects which was two exhibits we had like four projects five projects but they decided that they'd rather not move on because of the criteria sure um and we submitted those on monday so we'll be waiting we'll hear back uh, february 12th okay and the the judging process i know uh i think the first round maybe is in-house and then it kind of goes from there can you give us yeah kind of that process of a a student that you know would make the move on yep in a normal year we'd probably take between 20 and 30 students 
um, to uh, Cedar Falls. It's been at either the Grout Museum or the AEA building, um, and they'll compete against other schools in our area. Um, our criteria is the same all the way through. So we use actually the judging sheets from National History Day. They're Perfect. used at districts and uh, state and nationals. So a lot of it looks at like student voice. So they've done all the research. They become an expert. Now they now the judges want to hear it in their voice. So of the sure. voice of an eighth grader, not the voice of a historian somewhere off in right. Yale, you know. So it's it's like Tad said, it's very difficult for students especially because they have to synthesize all the information. So the higher level thinking skills that they use in this project are um, things that will help set them up for success later. Right. And, you know, just as an outsider looking in now, uh, I think one of the hardest things for people to understand is that the learning is in the struggle. And I hate, I hate to say it like that, but when the kids are pushing themselves and they're, they don't really realize what they're actually capable of doing. And some of these kids realize at the end of this process – just how much they were able to accomplish and it's an amazing product once they get done so you gotta you just really have to applaud for those applaud those kids and uh just kind of wait it out be tough it's it's right. it's well, hard it, but it's one of those things that's not going to be given to you and again i had uh three you know kids that went through here through dnh and i know they all did uh, history day as well and and again there were some frustrations but there's also some celebrations uh, that go along with that when you see that final product and and uh i remember my daughter marley she was she made it on and and boy she was the improvements she had to make she thought she had a nice one and then you know got some improvements and made it even better and you know so there's gotta be some satisfaction in that as well that was my first year with history day too and i got to take him to state so what a time to be alive nice so you can call yourself a state champion something like that. well not quite there it, but it, we're it, getting closer depends we're getting closer. who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap this bad boy up with Scott. So, Scott, random question of the day. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would you choose? Ooh, that's a tough one. There are some really good sitcom families back in the day, like maybe the Winslows or um, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. I think I'd probably have to go with Tim the Tool Man Taylor. I'd love to be part of that family. That's yeah. a pretty good selection. You know, you get to I work on some cars. That. You get to work on some building projects. You get to watch your dad bash his head in every now and then. <laughs> I mean, that's always a good time. Absolutely. That's a underrated pick there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I do what I can. I, I did see that on the list. Do you, uh, Tad, you got something in mind? Uh, I don't know if I could go with the family, but I think if I was to join a sitcom cast, The Office. Hands down. Well, I, you didn't give me that option. You no, said well, right, and, that, that's, and that's not really the question either. But when you're behind the mic and you write the questions, it's okay to change the rules. Oh, on the I, line. I see how it All is. Right. So I, I narrowed mine down to two. I had the Bundys. Oh yeah, from Married with Children. Oh, yeah. I, I think. Oh, I would, that's a good. I think I fit in pretty well right there with uh, <laughs> with Al and those guys. And then uh, my other one was uh, Family Guy. Oh. See, the I Griffins. I I think I would. I I think I'd I'd fit in pretty well with the Griffins there. <laughs> See, I didn't know that was you know animated was an option. All I right. mean, the Simpsons are definitely a Simpsons are up in there too. I mean, so yeah, I'd I, like to be a Broflowski maybe from well, South Park. You know, uh, I yeah, I don't know if I'll go there, but uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with my guns here. I'm going the office. Again, not a family. Well, you know what? It depends yeah. what your definition of family is, Scott. I agree with Scott on that one. That's that, that's not going to work. Pretty loose interpretation there. Right. <laughs> it's in the pudding, man. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Scott, thank you for joining us tonight. We cannot wait to get this thing uploaded, uh, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, appreciate it, Scott. In the market for a vehicle, at Rolling Ford in Shell Rock, their priority is providing the best experience possible. Unsurpassed customer satisfaction starts with one of the largest vehicle selections in Northeast Iowa. Their focus on excellence never stops. A multiple recipient of the Ford President's Award, they strive to always do better. The best service, the best selection, and 100% complete satisfaction, that's what you can expect every single time. Rolling Ford, right off Highway 3 in Shell Rock. The destination Ford store, where you'll really like how you're treated. Find them online at rollingford.com or call them at 319-885-4540. All right, we're up uh, with Joanna Seymour. I'm going to talk one brick at a time tonight. Joanna is here to talk about Lego League and a few other things here at Dyke New Hartford. But again, before we get started, let's talk about uh, your history here at Dyke New Hartford, Joanna. Oh, well, so um, I started at Dyke New Hartford about eight years ago. Um, I was working over at uh, Cedar Valley Catholic Schools, um, and one day a little message came across my desk that DNH was looking for a technology integrationist, which I thought I might be fitted for this. So <laughs> I applied. I got the job. It's a great, great school district. I think you were a fit. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yep. And I, and again, I was listening, but I wasn't listening. How many years have you been I think been this here? is my eighth. Eighth year here? Mm-hmm. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right. So along with uh, tech integrationist, you're also a uh, technology coach mm-hmm. here in the district. And what does that look like for you? So as a technology coach, I work with the teachers, mostly teachers, to help them meet goals with um, curriculum, and especially when it comes to technology integration. So when they want to do some special projects that um, they'd like a little co-teaching or um, just observing, uh, helping kids get their technology skills up to snuff, I uh, help, help out that way. And then there's a lot of little big jobs <laughs> that go along with it. It's, it's really, um, I have a great team, so I'm not the only uh, coach in the district. I, there are also um, three other instructional coaches, and we work together as a team to help meet the needs of everybody. Yeah, I, I can kind of consider you like a Swiss Army knife. You've been in my classroom helping with novels. You've been in my classroom for a bunch of different things. Right, so. I'm guessing you get pulled in uh, quite a few different directions as well, and you got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're not rolling, you're gathering moss, right? That's right. There you go. Well, yeah, that, don't have to worry about that with you, though. I guarantee you that. You've helped me out, and I'm not even a student, so. It's been fun. It, you know, again, that's that's more of a testament to you being pulled in all those directions. Um, why don't we go ahead now and uh, talk about Lego League a little bit. This is a really popular thing for our kids here at Dyke New Hartford. Yeah, especially at the junior high. Um, so Lego League is part of an organization called FIRST which stands for, um, for, <laughs> no, I'm going to forget it. 
for something in recognition of science and technology. And I had it all in my head um, at the beginning. <laughs> um, but it's a really, actually, they've been around for over 30 years. And when they started, they um, did uh, first robotics competition, which are the high school level robots. And then they realized that, um, you know, we need to start getting the interest up in STEM and, and robotics early. So they started Lego League to help junior high and upper elementary kids get uh, a feel for what robotics is. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, every, like you said, in the junior high, I walk through the halls and the kids are like, I've got Lego League tonight, got Lego League tonight, and they're all talking about it with their friends. So that's pretty cool. And how long has uh, Lego League been around here at D&H? So it started back in 2013, and I just got involved within the last three years. Um, Mrs. Hoffman started it, um, and as she started having more responsibilities at home with her little ones, uh, she needed some help, so I jumped on board uh, two years ago. And at that time, we just had one sixth-grade team, and the teams are limited to just 10 kids. Okay. And um, through sponsorships with John Deere, we were able to expand that to two teams. And so now we can have two teams. And we also thought, you know, uh, the sixth-graders that are in it love it. Why should they have to stop at seventh? It would be kind of nice to have a continuum. Right. So now it's sixth and seventh-graders. Um, this this year's teams, I think we have eight on each team. Started out with a few more, but as they're busy sure. um, with other things, yeah, some decided it was just too much for them. And uh, what kind of projects or uh, you know do the kids work on, or is there a you know an end end of the year competition? Is there a season? Is there yeah. you know what goes along with uh, you know the students in Lego League? Okay, so uh, on a regular season, um, it runs from about uh, September through uh, late November, early December. Okay. And then if they uh, win their qualifier, they move on to the state competition, which is usually mid-January. Uh, this being pandemic year and us having to change things <laughs> right. up Along with everything lot. else in yeah. the world. Yeah, the, we are just going into our qualifiers this weekend and next weekend. And if they move on, they'll compete, I think it's sometime in March. Um, but, uh, again, it's not really about winning. It's really about learning uh, core values. Uh, one of the things about FIRST is um, they call it cooperation. Like you compete, but you also have to cooperate. And um, gracious professionalism is another thing that it's more important to compete with grace and treating other teams equitably than just being out to win. Right. So um, there's a lot of really good social skills that students learn. And then on top of it, there's an innovation project that they do where they look at, like, this year's theme is – it's called replay, and they're trying to get have the students investigate how they could get people in their community more active. So each team has come up with a project. Um, one team's project is they'd have monthly family fitness activities planned out for the whole year. They would love to do that through the school district, but of course they would have to get a lot going and a lot of volunteers sure. to help them. But the the idea is great, right? And then the other um, group looks at our parks and they realize we don't really have a dog park and they'd like to make like a people slash dog park where you could bring your dogs play but also have areas where it would like maybe go off to the bike trail and other things so they uh, were talking with 
New Hartford, um, John Anderson, and in New Hartford to see if there would be any sort of area that they sure. could maybe look at. That's really awesome. Um, we're going to go ahead and get to the random question of the day here. And uh, this is a, an interesting one, to say the least. <laughs> what is in your refrigerator right now? Besides condiments? Besides condiments. Yeah, even like the expired like You ones. open up your fridge. Okay, the first thing. What do you got? <laughs> the first thing I see is um, some old chicken that we haven't thrown out yet. <laughs> um, this is what the content we're here for. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's a lot of jelly. Um, uh, half a gallon of milk. Is it expired? No. Nope. What, no uh, that, that we keep up to date. Going back to the jelly, do you have a preference? Uh, yeah. Yes. And that would be? Passion fruit jelly. Really? Yeah. That is pretty specific, too. Is it yeah. a brand? What is no, it? What did, uh, in Kansas City, there's a farmer's market where this lady sells all these really interesting jellies, and passion fruit is amazing. Oh, wow. Give it a shot. Nice. Um, Tad, what do you got? You know, in my fridge right now? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, yeah. I would definitely go with probably like three bottles of like half empty ketchup, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Some of them are probably expired, but you can always find milk in our fridge. Uh, we, with the little ones, we go through it pretty quickly. Nice. We, get, we have a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese? <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to make something with cheese. And, and uh, the other night I was in there and there's there a lot of blocks of cheese in there, so... Maybe for a Super Bowl party in the near future? Maybe for a Super Bowl party. There you go. Um, and, Jonah, before we let you go, uh, one last, you were also involved with robotics. Yes. And you guys have a, a fundraiser coming up. So let's, let's go and hit that fundraiser. Thank you. Uh, quick before we let you go. So Monday night, uh, the high school robotics team has a fundraiser with Pizza Ranch. So if you, your family, your friends go to Pizza Ranch, doesn't matter who um, the robotics team will get a percentage of the sales that night and we'll have a couple of kids out front greeting and being able to talk about robotics and uh, how they'd be it would be so helpful if people would get interested and come see us and that's in Cedar Falls again Cedar Falls Pizza Ranch okay. Monday night yeah. Monday night in the time once more um, it's probably from like five till okay so all night it'll, all okay. night that's awesome yeah yep. all right well, you heard it here first, guys. Um, I just want to thank Joanna. Uh, thank you for being a part of DNH Loose Change. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it, Joanna. Okay, and now we are here to do our final interview of the podcast. We are going to do a segment called Toot Your Own Horn with Katie Slack. I like that. That's good. You like that? Yeah. All right. Very good. Did you make that up yourself? Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Katie, band director at Dyke New Hartford. How long have you been in the district? This is my 16th year here. 16? I did yeah. not realize you've been here 16. Yep. Okay. This and then how did you get here? Was it a long, drawn-out path, or was it... It really wasn't. It was just, I was graduating from Wartburg, and this job came open pretty early, and I put my stuff in here and interviewed, and first interview, first job, so it was just kind of 
I guess meant to be. <laughs> That's awesome. You but didn't you didn't take over for Steve Sitta, did you? I didn't take over for Steve Sitta, but S- I know Steve Sitta. Yeah, Steve Sitta was my uh, band director when I was here. Yeah, then he went to Waterloo. Yeah, and real quick story was um, I wasn't exactly the best student, and uh, so then fast forward on to later on in life, I'm the freshman baseball coach over at Cedar Falls, and a kid is running around out there and his. On the back of his jersey, it says Sitta. And I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so I went up to the kid, and I said, hey, I said, is, is your dad named Steve Sitta? And he looked at me, and he just started smiling. He's like, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> and I said, could you tell him I apologize for <laughs> doing all the stuff I did? End up seeing Steve later on, and we had a good laugh about it. But, yeah, one of those regretful uh, couple years. <laughs> I felt bad, but. That's funny. Uh, so, Katie, this has just been kind of a unique year for everybody, but I'm sure in band it's definitely one of those more challenging issues. Uh, how have things been going for you in the band department with COVID? Um, yeah, we had to make quite a few adjustments, um, but things are going really well, and I'm thankful we've been able to really, I mean, we're spread out, we're doing a few things that are different, um, but we've been making music every day since day one. And um, the kids have been awesome. So especially we're not in our normal rehearsal spaces. The high school band's in the auditorium and the junior high and sixth grade band's in the gym. So we have to set that up every day. And we have a lot of equipment. So that's been a lot to move every day. And the kids have been absolutely awesome about it over there. Um, We're just kind of adjusting as we go through the year. Uh, You know, we've obviously had to do concerts a little bit differently, live stream things. um, And... You know, it's just a way that we can still get our performances out there. And I think we've actually seen some really positive feedback about that, too. So, you know, grandparents that are far away can watch everything and hear everything. And so that's been, I would say, a positive that's come out of it. Yeah, I can definitely attest to the moving of equipment and stuff there at New Hartford and seeing you guys do that every (laughs) single day and the equipment. And again, like you mentioned, the kids they just they they know it has to be done and so yeah. they just do it they don't uh i've never seen anybody really argue about it i've never seen anybody you know mistreat anything or you know do anything foolish it's just it's one of those things that you know it's, it's yeah. again a tribute to our students here at dnh and again for a tribute sure. to you you know for um you know the expectation of of you know of your um, students there yeah. yeah they've just been great about it Hey, you know, it's really cool to see, uh, talking about the students, the amount of kids that will volunteer to help out in any way, shape, or form, whether it's wiping down desks, I'm sure wiping yes. down equipment and everything yep. like that. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've been rock stars. They really, really have. Um, so why don't you go ahead and talk about the band, the levels of band that you teach right now? Sure. So uh, sixth grade is where we begin here. Uh, We test kids in the spring at the end of fifth grade to get interest in what they might want to play and then um, start with some summer band lessons and then kick things off as a full group at the beginning of sixth grade. And then we have seventh and eighth grade bands, so they're together, uh, which is fun experience for them to be in a bigger group and one of the few opportunities they have to be in a class together. Uh, And then high school ninth through twelfth grade band is all together. Cool. cool. So, and then one question I've always wondered, do you ever have um, students that request to switch instruments or they lose in, uh, interest in one in- instrument and they want to switch to another, anything like that? Yeah, that does happen occasionally. Um, you know, they 
maybe think that they're going to like one better and then doesn't work out. They'd rather try something else. Um, we also have had, uh, like, sometimes it's just not a very good fit. What we right. think is going to be great um, just isn't fit to that kid's, you know, their whole mouth and how that works and everything, you know. So things happen that way, too. Yep. I, I was I was that guy. I played um, alto sax and then uh, wanted to try trumpet. Were you? Yeah, it <laughs> didn't go very well. How, but that didn't go very well. No, it didn't well, go well at a, all. But yeah, that's a little, that's a little shift there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but as a junior high kid, though, you can do anything you want. Yeah, you can. That's I'll, your mind. I try to let easy. kids try at least. Yeah. No, I, no, I learned quickly that that wasn't the uh, probably wasn't the way to go. So. Yeah. yeah, and the only reason I asked that up way back in the day when we could have band at like the basketball yeah. football games, I'd see different students that would. Uh, They'd be using one instrument at this point in time, and then they'd switch over. They're playing guitar or whatever it may be. You know, there are a lot of talented kids to be able to do that kind of stuff. I don't have that kind well, of right. Well, and, wherewithal. And also, I think that's part of um, where jazz band comes in too, right. where you've got you know students that play one particular instrument, and then obviously jazz band is a you know a certain instruments that you can only play, and so they've learned to to make that transition as well. Yeah, and in jazz band too, you have some instruments that aren't necessarily traditional for concert band settings, such as bass guitar, you know, or even rhythm guitar, some drum set. So they get an opportunity to try some of those other other instruments. Or they play the clarinet, which is a jazz instrument, but not necessarily a jazz band instrument. Right. So then they can learn bass guitar. So so what's, uh, what's the, the spring of the future hold here for... Um, your band as far as concerts is there still competitions is there i mean just covid wreaking havoc on all that too virtual right it has um changed a lot of things Uh, most honor bands that i would take kids to have been postponed or canceled for the year um some are still doing some honorary things so we had a group of high school kids that were selected for like an honorary wartburg honor band so um, they're doing some activities virtually, some some of the honor bands like that. Um, our IHSMA, the state organization for music, just put out um, Soul and Ensemble Contest is a big spring activity for us, which we've hosted a lot of times here at Dyking Hartford. So you'd have kids coming in from eight or ten different schools. They perform in small groups or solos for a judge, and they get a rating. So they're not doing that this year, just it's too many kids from too many different places, um, but they're doing it virtually. So you can record and send in and then go through basically the same process. So that is still gonna happen. Uh, right now they're trying to do large group contests, which is like our kind of final thing in May, still in person. So oh, good. that's that's a little bit different situation. You, you're not, you're still traveling to a different school and performing, but you're there for a much shorter amount of time and basically just with yourself, you know, just your band together. So um, they have it set up so obviously they can be flexible. If need be, they can do that virtually too. So I'm excited that we can still preserve those opportunities for the kids. Um, All grades have a concert coming up here February 22nd. And right now our plan is to do that in person. So more details will be coming out with that. And we'll live stream it too. So that's our Pops concert. It's always a fun one. So um, six, sixth grade band, seventh and eighth grade band, high school band, seventh and eighth grade choir, and high school choir all perform on oh, that wow. one. Oh, wow. And yeah. that's February 22nd? Yes, February 22nd. I think that's the right date. It's Monday oh, in February. So. And then we're excited. High school band, we're going to give the last two um, home games. We're going to get some pet band going. Oh, sweet. So, oh. Yeah, they're excited about oh, that. Very nice. Yeah. 
that's good good to hear absolutely um you know we've talked about this random question of the day and this is one that i think travis spent quite a bit of time cooking up here so i'm gonna let travis ask this question all right so this random question of the day is where do you mind not waiting is there something, an activity, something that, you, you know what, you're okay just standing there for uh, an inordinate amount of time? Um, I had to think myself, and I only came up with one, but I'll, I'll let you. Man, I came up a tough with one. one. <laughs> I got one now. I think we came up with probably the same one. Where do I mind not waiting? Yeah, because in, in place I thought of, you know, the restroom, at the movies, at sporting events, right. at, I, I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Sometimes you can't. Drive through. I don't want to wait. But where do you mind not waiting? Hmm. We can let you think on that. Tad, what do you got? I, for those of you who know me, I love coffee. I absolutely love coffee. So I would wait maybe at like a coffee shop. Meet somebody there. Hang out for a little bit. Wait on them. Be cool. You'd be okay with that? I'd be okay with that. I guarantee that's not what you were thinking. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking. That is kind of one that popped into my head, but the other one I'm thinking concert. You know, there's usually some pre-performing acts, so if you got to wait for the main sure. group to come on. That's true. I'll sit there. I'll hear some new music. You'll listen to the uh, the openers yeah, to get you to bet. the... The newcomers. I like that. The only place I came up with was Pablo's. Uh, <laughs> I should have known. I'll stand in line and wait all day for that burrito. But I thought that one was almost too obvious, so I didn't want to pick it because I that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, who knows? I like it though. That's good. Very good. All right, well, Katie, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I would just want to thank you for joining DNH Loose Change. Yep. Thank you for stopping by. All right, everybody, that does it for this week's show of DNH Loose Change. We want to go ahead and give a big shout out to our first set of guests tonight. Um, I think we've learned something ourselves about what this is going to look like. We've got a nice little uh, rundown of guests for you next week, and we will be back shortly.